Hey, you. Yeah, you. You just started listening to this podcast, right? Well, guess what? We got merch now. Head over to belowthecollar.com slash culturecastpod. Pick up a t-shirt, man. 100% of the proceeds goes back to independent wrestling. Go do it, man. Pause this and go do it now. Did you do it? Good. Let's get this podcast going. This quarantine has produced so much content, OMG. This is the O, you should know, Omar Kills Solomon, one half of the Culture cast. I got my teammate, I got my partner with me. Let me throw that fastball real quick. I just watched the dark side of the ring, the most recent episode, and Vince Russo is a big piece of shit. <laughs> and, we're, and we're cursing already. There goes that explicit market. You already know. That's Big Ray, everybody. If you guys don't know, that's Big Rashad. That's the homie Rashad. We are the culture cast for the culture by the culture. We do it for the culture. Won't he do it? All right. And today is a very special episode of the podcast. We are interviewing. We're doing our first interview, actually. Uh, a good friend of ours, a great friend of the show. Um, we both know him pretty well. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls, all the way from Rantoul, Illinois. Oh my gosh. <laughs> also known as Champagne, for those who don't know. <laughs> also known as Chicago, if he's ever on a wrestling ring. <laughs> <laughs> Make some noise for Mr. Jake St. Patrick. <clears throat> <laughs> well, hello, everybody. How's it going? Quarantine life. Uh, let me let me clear the air first. I am born in Champaign, Illinois. Okay, I went to high school in Rantoul, which is about twenty miles north of Champaign. All right, let's clear the air on that. <laughs> I'm not from Rantoul. I went to high school in Rantoul. I am from Champaign. But yes, if you are outside of the state of Illinois, everyone thinks the entire state of Illinois is Chicago. You you never lied. You never lied. (laughs) (laughs) So when I went to Florida and I said, I'm from Champaign, Illinois. Oh, Chicago? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Even though I'm three hours south. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny, man. I remember when I was on a cruise one time and I said, oh, I'm from Chicago. And then the host of the cruise was like, oh, let me make you feel comfortable. Bang, bang, bang. I'm like, whoa, bro. It's not gunshots every day. (laughs) I hate that. Like, oh, what? yeah. Man, that, what that is, is that? a stereotype, a very bad stereotype. And I'm from the suburbs, too. But anyways, enough about <laughs> that. Enough about that. Me and Big Ray, we got some questions for you, my brother. Uh, we wanted to talk to you first off. How is quarantine life going for you right now? Uh, You know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm a very boring guy. Uh, <laughs> I literally I work. Uh, I take care of my family. I eat 
and I sleep and I work out. That's really about it. I don't really go anywhere. I don't do anything. Occasionally, before the whole quarantine thing, I would, you know, see family members or friends here and there. But for the most part, I was already in the house anyway. So <laughs> my life hasn't changed too much. Nope. No problem. No problem. You guys can't see it right now, but uh, Jake is in a socially distanced red room right now with a <laughs> I was about to I was about to bring that up like <laughs> he's turning on the mood for us. He probably got like some Isley brothers playing in the background. You know? Hey, you know he what? Um, he hit on footsteps in the dark. <laughs> uh a little fun fact. Omar knows me from from East Illinois University from college. And funny story about this red light would be, yes, there would be some slow jams playing in the background normally if this red light is on. <laughs> we could talk about but that a little bit later. <laughs> we'll, talk about, we'll talk about that later. Oh, so many memories. So many memories, man. Well, um, I'll, go, I'll go last, but I know Ray uh, as a connected with you a bunch of at a bunch of independent shows so right tell yes, me your yes. first story of meeting uh jake tell me when you saw him in the ring and then of course you met we're in a facebook group together uh talking about wrestling but tell me your first impression when you saw this like hey who is this guy with dress in the ring and then just getting to know him on a personal level uh it's funny because i first we first connected via the facebook group but mm-hmm. but like i had friends and you know for like family members of former acquaintances that went to Eastern Illinois and, and they knew who he was. And when we became friends on Facebook, it turned into the, Oh my God, how do, how do you two know each other? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, he's my homie and he's my homie. So I, I didn't know you two know each other. <laughs> so I think it was like that for like a few months. And I believe it was a, a CSW show where I first like saw you Chicago wrestle. Style. Yep, Chicago style. I remember that. Um, I want to say it was, was it the match with me and uh, I think it was an attack match with Francisco Chiazzo. That might have been it. It might have been before that. I'm not sure. I believe so. Like, I'm trying to remember it, like who I was on that card. Yeah, you came to so many shows and it's hard to really... <laughs> It's hard to really pinpoint which one, the specific, the first one that we actually physically met at. Yeah, because like I, I remember Marche was on the card, uh, Brew Baker was on the card. Uh, it, it was it was before like Boz did his whole return thing. Yeah, because I remember there was a match where I was in a match with Marche and Brew Baker and. Um, uh, what's the other guy's name? He was the he was actually the champion. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm drawing a blank right now. I forget his name. I forgot. <laughs> it's going to come back to me. I guarantee it's going to come back to me. I guarantee it. But, uh, yeah, we, we had had a match. And, um, uh, Kelmar the Raider, it was all, it was a five-way match. Yeah, yeah. And I believe the sec. I think I've only saw, like, three of your matches live. Yeah, the second one was the, the second one was the Midwest Mixtape. Which was a dope show, like a dope like concert. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was um, that was me, uh, Jake Lander, and uh, Joey O'Reilly, the true threat match. Yeah, yeah. And the third match was your was the recent match at uh, Berwyn Championship Wrestling. You, uh, it was Roy Gordon and your your tag team partner, right? <laughs> yeah, Aaron Stone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
They keep putting us against each other. I don't know why. My man's brought his whole family out though. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, it was his birthday. Um, mm. And he was not going to stop until he got that W. I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> you got you to gotta go all out. I mean, we went at it. But at the end of the, yeah. at the, end of the night, when it was all said and done, he got the victory on his birthday. So that, Yeah, that's what's up. And that's so dope how you guys met on the internet, had mutual friends, and then now you guys see each other at independent shows all the time and just can be like, hey, it's not a like, hey, I like your ring work, but no, like, hey, I know you. <laughs> I <was> like, yeah. <laughs> but if you ever don't like my ring work, please let me know. I'm very open to criticism. <laughs> it's funny because it's like the people I know, like the people I know that run shows, I'm steady telling them like, yo, dude, you should like book my homie for this show. Like he fits this certain match. He fits this like certain match criteria that you have. Like, dude, just look at him. Hey, yeah, there are there are quite a few uh, quite a few promotions that I would like to work with that I haven't worked with yet. Uh, but after this quarantine stuff, only time will tell because more than likely my schedule is wide open. <laughs> I can only imagine, man. So it's so funny, um, Pat. Excuse me, Jake St. Patrick. Um, <laughs> excuse me. My bad, sir. Let me keep it kayfabe only, kayfabe only. I mean, we don't, if you guys want to keep it kayfabe, we can, but I'm an open book. We don't have to. We can shoot it. Well, when we get to your back, when you introduce your and give your full background, you can explain where the name came from because it's. Okay, uh, we, can, we can shoot. Just tell me when you want me to shoot, but for right now, we'll, we'll keep it kayfabe. To quote uh, Soldier Boy, shootout. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways. Uh, man, so I've got, me and Jake St. Patrick, this me and this guy, we go all the way back to 2007 uh, when I got to EIU. I believe um, he was a sophomore at the time. I, I came in as a transfer student. So I met a bunch of these guys all at the same time. It was Jake, uh, another friend of mine, all these people that stayed in the same residence hall or right across from each other. And we all were <clears throat> at an after party together, and we all were just living our life. <laughs> and uh, to, to keep it PG. <laughs> we were living our life. I looked to my right, my homie living his life, another homie living his life. We were like, man, we all live, we lit right now. We all should connect. And we all like sports, all had various different backgrounds, but we came together. And so I got to know um, Jake or Pat. Which was like later on. Whichever was the time of your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> so many jokes, so little time. Um, <laughs> got to know him more on a personal level, got to kick it with him. So it definitely became a brother uh, throughout the years, both members of MPHC fraternities, you know. So both um, gone through a lot, both been kicking it, both <laughs> seen each other at the <laughs> highest of highs and lows of lows of undergrad. And it's been super cool because he always, if you knew Pat, he always talked about. Man, I want to be a wrestler. Back when he was in college, just 2007, and you fast forward to now, and he's been all over the country wrestling. So it's just pretty dope to see somebody really cherish his dream, embrace his dream. Like we will be in the residence hall, coming downstairs, like, oh, let's go kick it, and Pat would be literally sitting in the lobby watching wrestling. We'll be like, what are you? Doing? <laughs> like, he'll be laid out on the couch watching wrestling. We just look, we just look at him like, I like wrestling too. But he was like always watching wrestling. So that's what it takes. And you, you love to see that, you know, especially with performers that they're normally diehards. And that's what Pat was. So tell us about yourself. Tell us, you know, where you're from, what made you, got in, what made you get into wrestling, 
and um, what brought you to where you are now. Is, is this the shoot part? Keep it real, my brother. We are for the All culture. Right. We right. are for right. the culture. All right. Uh, my name is Patrick Rakim Jake. So, of course, if you just put Jake and Patrick in reverse at a saint, that's where Jake St. Patrick came from. It wasn't too creative. Um, it was either like Kirk, Patrick, Kill, Patrick, something that had to have Patrick in it. Um, Tony Baker. <laughs> uh, fun fact, though, everyone thought that I was trying to uh, mimic James St. Patrick off of the show Power, which I had never seen an episode of it. I only knew about it because there was commercials. I never knew that there was a James St. Patrick or Ghost, none of that, until after I changed my name uh from treacherous Ty Gamble, which we'll get into that later, into Jake St. Patrick. But yes, born March 31st, 1988, Patrick Rakim, Jake in Champaign, Illinois. Um man, when did I first get into wrestling? Jeez. I was probably five years old. Five years old. Um <clears throat> I think my brother and my cousin, someone had a old VHS cassette tape. Uh <laughs> for those youngins who don't know what that is. <laughs> um and uh, it was a 1991 Royal Rumble. And uh, it had, like, so many colorful guys on the cakes of it. It had Macho Man, Randy Savage, uh, the Legion of Doom, uh, Animal and a Hawk. It had Yokozuna, Mr. Perfect, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, all these guys with their faces painted, just big, muscular guys. And then I turned it on, and the first match on the card is the Orient Express, uh with Mr. Fuji and the Rockers with Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. Now this was a young Shawn Michaels with the bleach blonde hair and mullet, <laughs> <laughs> colorful. And the moves that I saw him do, the way he would sell, the way he would move around the ring, that is what initially got me hooked. And then the Royal Rumble came and I'm seeing guys like Bret Hart, Ric Flair, Boss Man, uh, as I've said before, Hogan. Uh, Undertaker was not there yet. <laughs> uh, guys like Randy Savage, like he was just, uh, as they say, larger than life. <clears throat> and from that moment, I was hooked. Um, I had been watching wrestling, trying to find ways to watch wrestling. We didn't have cable back then. I didn't get cable until I was probably like eight, nine years old. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I watched that VHS tape. I swear I probably watched that thing like every single day. And uh, just studied it, and from there on, is you know I want to be a wrestler. You know that's probably funny because you probably um, were watching wrestling at nighttime, and your parents thought well Cinemax maybe not your or your guardians they thought you were watching like Cinemax or HBO, and you would pause it. <laughs> no, I'd be I'd literally be probably watching that or uh, another fun fact. I was raised on scary movies, horror movies. Uh, Got Child's Play, Candyman, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, uh, Hellraiser, Wishmaster, all, uh, Puppet Master, uh, People Under the Stairs, like horror movies upon horror movies upon horror movies. I was raised on them. So, like, and then on top of that, most of them were in Illinois. Michael Myers, Haddonfield, Illinois, even though it's a made up place. Uh, Jason, Voorhees, Crystal Lake, Illinois. Ch uh, mm -hmm. Chucky from Child's Play. Uh, Chicago, Candyman, mm -hmm. Cabrini Green, and fun My fact, backyard. I, had, I had an aunt that lived in Cabrini Green, and I get wait, what's her name? 
I had an aunt, well, she's my aunt Lisa, but my grandma Jean used to live there. And I hated going over there, but we always went over there. Good, good eating, good eating. But I was scared <laughs> to death to be over there. I mean, I mean, you see me being from Cabrini, you know, whenever someone brings up someone from Cabrini, <laughs> questions are like, what's their name? Where they're from? Oh, yeah. I mean, do you remember, like, where they live? Uh, go upstairs, smell piss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> walk past a few dudes. Uh, hit another upstairs. Go down, bust a right. She's right on the left. Do you remember like the street? Nah, bro. I was so Man. young. I, I was <laughs> so young. All I remember is waking up, getting out of the car. That's all I remember. I remember <laughs> like when you're young and you get in that car ride, there's something about that car ride that just puts you straight to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about being from Champaign, Illinois, right there. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that car ride was. You know, now you know that I'm older. A three-hour car ride is nothing. But when you're young, you don't have no. We didn't have like anything like phones and tablets. We didn't have all those gadgets, gadgets in our. We had a He-Man and a wrestling action figure and entertain yourself. That was it. And I'm not about to do that for three hours. So what do you do? You go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, um. You love the wrestling. You watch the VHSs, Shawn Michaels. You know he really inspired you. What made you really say just jump out on faith? Uh, because like we talked about earlier, you went to EIU, EIU, EIU. Shout out to the Panthers. Okay, shout out to the squad. All right, leave blue, baby, leave blue. Always, every day. But no, what made you uh really just jump out and say, you know what? I'm really doing this. I'm really about to get trained and become a professional wrestler. Tell us about the steps. How long did you train for? Where were you training yet? And, you know, they also talk about now, like, people that has trained you throughout the years and what your style would be, I guess. Right. Um, so while we were in college, I used to see the, the flyers and the posters hanging up in the union and all that stuff, you know, pro wrestling, literally in the town over in Mattoon. Never went because they were always on Saturdays. And what did we do on Saturday? We oh, were kicking we it. Exactly. Oh, so, I'll put... yeah. <laughs> so, like, I would see the, the flyers and the posters, but I'd be like, ah, you know what? We got a party. I'm about to kick it. Da, 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 da. So, it wasn't until I graduated and um, I had moved from Charleston back home to Champaign and I was just working, you know, just working, not doing nothing, just working and working and working, making money, saving up, trying to get out of Illinois. <clears throat> I, uh, I had lunch with my, one of my cousins, uh, my cousin Antonio, and he says, uh, I'm going to try to sound like him, so bear with me. Yeah, cuz, man, they be having uh, that wrestling stuff going on around the street from Grandma Creek. I'm like, wait, like, he's like, yeah, over there by parking. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so, it was the uh, Fluid Event Center where they had uh, wrestling shows at. And lo and behold, it was Zero One USA, the same promotion that held shows in Mattoon. They also ran shows in Champaign, literally right around the corner from where my grandmother stayed at. So <laughs> I, go to the, I go to the building <clears throat> and I meet the owner, uh, Jeff, can't remember his last name. And uh, he gives me the number to one of the head guys in the promotion. Uh, his name is Bear St. Pierre. 
Uh, shout out to Barry St. Pierre. Uh, he was actually my first trainer. I, I uh, got his phone number from Jeff. I called him and told him that I was interested in training. Um, at this time, I was 26 years old. This was uh, in 2014. Um, I called him up. Uh, I believe this might have been a Monday. And he asked me, what was I doing this Thursday? And I said, uh, after work, nothing. He's like, well, come by the food adventure on Thursday. We'll set up the ring. We'll see what you got. We'll go from there. Um, <clears throat> set up the ring, literally just me and him took forever, but I'm excited to get in the ring. I'm excited to do what it like. I'm excited to even touch this damn thing. So like me putting together the ring, like, oh my gosh. So I see how it works. I see this really ain't no trampoline. This is th what I thought it was, wood and metal. <laughs> so, uh, we put the ring together and, uh, for those who don't know what a bump is, it's, um, <clears throat> when you pretty much... You fall on your back with your chin tucked to your chest, hoping that you don't knock your head back. So you better got a strong neck. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I, he tells me to take my first bump, and I take it. And me, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to. And he, but he tells me keep your chin tucked and don't hold your breath. You know, he, he gives me the correct steps to 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 do the correct bump. So I do it, and uh, at this time. I don't have long, I didn't have long dreadlocks like I do now. So I didn't have a lot of cushion back here. They were very short, very short dreadlocks. And I tried to keep my, my chin tucked, but it didn't. And I took a hard bump and I hit the back of my head. And man, I had a headache for the next two days. But right then and there, I was like, yep, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I mean, they say like the first bump, like, like it makes you or breaks you like either you'll say like oh i can't do this or like that adrenaline rush will kick in i uh, mean i wanted to do it again and again and again and again and again <laughs> it's um <clears throat> i don't know if you guys have watched this tv show on well it's on vice it's not dark side of the ring but um mvp uh was on it yeah i think and it was like beyond the net or something something like that it was something beyond, like, yeah, I watched the, the whole series. Yeah. And he said, and I quote, wrestling is like a drug. There's really no other drug like it. And I've tried a few. Now, that last part, <laughs> I, 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 I haven't done that. But wrestling, there is literally no other drug like it. And I have not tried a few. <laughs> quarantine, yeah, quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first time, like, setting up the rig. Like, like you said, like, it takes forever, but, like, you get, like, that rush. You're like, oh, shit, this is, like, like this is how it is. Like, <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So how long were you training for? Um, <clears throat> so I started training in uh, September of 2014. Um, it was weekly training, probably go twice a week. Um, then November of 2014 came up and there was, uh, a Harley race camp coming up in Troy, Missouri, uh, costed a pretty penny. And on top of that, uh, I had to pay for a hotel, but I was like, forget it. This is what I want to do. I gotta, you know, I gotta put the money into it. So I went, <clears throat> didn't have a car at the time. So, uh, I took a bus to and from there. Now, from my hotel to the facility was about a three-mile walk. This is in November in Missouri. 
<laughs> so it's cold. <laughs> and I'm walking three miles. Luckily, um, there were another couple guys who were staying by who saw me walking and decided, you know, they would be my ride to and to and from the facility for, you know, a few days. But for the first two days, back and forth, I walked to and from that facility. And we were there from, I want to say, nine in the morning to about four or five at night every single day from Monday to Friday. That's, that's that real deal training from someone like Harley Race. Like, oh, yeah. And, like, um, to- yeah, it was Harley Race. Um, he brought a couple of guys from Japan, one guy from New Japan. I would literally have to go back to see um, this photo that I have to figure out what his name is. Uh, one guy from New Japan, one guy from um, Pro Wrestling Noah, and uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton and Dr. Tom Pritchard. Uh, nice. Those were his guests. And it was, oh, do you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and now I don't get starstruck, but back then I was like, oh my God. Harley Race, Tom Pritchard, and Bobby Eaton. Like, what is going? Like, it was. Uh, it's one of those moments. That's that's dope. That's dope, man. Like, and you trained, and you trained in Illinois. You had a few matches. Yeah. How was your, how um, was your first match, though? Like, talk to me about that first match experience. Uh, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh uh, yeah, I was so there. You were there. Um, so uh, I I was training until about uh, March of 2015, and that is when I had my first singles match. And um, I said that Bear St. Pierre trained me. He did, but also uh, Jordan Perry uh, also trained me. Uh, so it was pretty much a team effort of Bear St. Pierre and Jordan Perry both training me. Um, and my first match was against Jordan Perry. Uh, it was in Rantoul at the Lincoln's Challenge uh, Gymnasium. Uh, and I don't know, man. It's like it's like they say. You get butterflies, uh, jitterbugs, whatever you want to call it. Nervous. I'm talking like you got that lump in your throat. And you're just like, oh, God, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. And then your music hits. And you walk through that curtain. And all of that goes away. That is dope. I remember that match now that you mentioned it. it was in the summertime. <laughs> um, a bunch of us drove up from EIU. I was, I'm was i working for the school yep. at the time. I'm not a student anymore. So I drove up to to watch you. And Ray, and I know this, you know a lot of uh, performers too. And tell me about mm-hmm. how tough it is when you actually know the person. And he was he was tre- treacherous Ty Gamble at the time. Um, yeah, TTG for sure. But people couldn't say treacherous to save their lives. So that's yeah. One of the reasons why I changed my name. <laughs> right. So you were Ty Gamble at the time. So we were there, and then the girls were like, oh, my God, let's go, Pat. And I had to look at him like, come on, y'all, kayfabe only. Let's go, Ty. Let's go, Ty. It was the – I'm so happy you changed. Yeah, TTG. But Pat knowing me, I'm like, I'm not about to cheer for TTG because I know the acronym for that. So personally, I'm like, just one yeah, you stuff. I'm not about I'm to like, yell out those letters. Is, uh, is it is it TT was it TG, TTG that R and B group with like Tyrese and like Genuine and shit? I have no idea. But so Omar knows what TTG stands for. So um, again, I'm in a fraternity. I'm a member of Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, we are the guys 
that with the red and white the canes and do the shoulder thing. Um, so our chapter is treacherous theta gamma. So theta starts with the T, gamma starts with the G. Treacherous theta gamma TTG. <laughs> so I literally pulled that out of my arse when uh, they were like, "Come up with a name," and I couldn't think of what to say in my life. So I just that pulled that one out of my arse and. Treacherous Ty Gamble was born, but uh, he didn't live that long. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake St. Patrick was alive after that. So that's dope, man. Um, we're going to wrap up part one of this interview. Uh, but when we mm -hmm. get ready for part two, we're going to want to talk about more about some matches that you've had. We want to talk more about, um, I know you moved to Florida. And I know that's yep. an entirely new experience. Um, and then, of course, we'll talk about some other stuff. So before we wrap up part one, Ray, do you have anything for me? Uh, like I said at the beginning, I watched Dark Side of the Ring again. Vince Russo is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get out of like the one question I had was, how did it feel like switching? Like you know, you're like you're a member of your fraternity, and like, is it weird going out? Like, hey, my gimmick is St. Patrick wearing the green, knowing that, like, you bleed that that red from your fraternity. <laughs> well, I actually do have uh, red gear. Um, and I had that before I had green gear. I started off with black gear, then I went red, and then I eventually went green. Like, like you could have been like, like Jake St. Valentine to like have the red in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, you should just be Jake Holiday, where every day's a holiday, and I could just do every holiday. <laughs> Like every day is Valentine's it, Day. You just you get a kiss it, from each girl. Every time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not doing it. So, uh, yeah. Mr. St. Patrick, tell us about your Florida experiences, the matches that you had, how much you grew, things of that nature. Man, um, so, yeah, like you said, I had finished my training in Champaign, uh, went against, again, Jordan Perry, Matt Cage, uh, Christian Rose, Blake Bellicus, went against those guys. And then I moved to uh, Florida in August of 2015, and there... I was trained by Pablo Marquez, Rusty Brooks, Timmy Gennetti, uh, David Gangrel Heath, and mm -hmm. every so often, occasionally, Rocky Johnson would show up. Um, guys like Abraham Washington would show up. Tamina would show up. Um, MVP would show up. Uh, so, yeah, it was, um, I wouldn't say it was a complete 180, 
from Champagne's training to Florida's training, but yeah, I definitely saw a lot of difference. Plus, the weather was better. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. <laughs> I mean, that humidity, though. You had all that hair, that humidity, though. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. It was way more humid here to me in Illinois than it was down there. And maybe it's because I was always by water. But yeah. Yeah, that heat down there is. It's different, and I don't know. It's because if it's all, um, if it's year round, because here it's not. So it's like it goes from really cold here to like really hot here, compared to in Florida, you go from seventy five to seventy eight to eighty two to eighty four to eighty. You know, from in Illinois, it goes from thirty eight to eighty eight in one day. Man, that's how it was this week. Like a few days ago, it was like in the forties. Yesterday, it was like eighty one. Today, mm-hmm. it was like. 70 storm tomorrow's gonna be like 40 <laughs> and it's supposed to snow over the weekend yep you know what that means stay your ass in the house <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean lord needs to tell this weather to act right you know what i'm all for it if you keep everybody in the house though um but you know the weather acts right in florida sometimes but talk to us more about that florida experience you know like for man. there might there might be an independent wrestler listening like man I hear Florida's where it's at, like the type it's, of training. You said it was kind of like a 180 almost, so just talk about it, it, Yeah, it wasn't quite a 180, but it was clear. I would probably say it was about a 145. <laughs> um, so there, there, it was just more in-depth of, you know, the basic skills, you know, tying up, um, headlocks, the footwork, how, how their facial expressions, your mannerisms, um, my training down there was like it 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 dug into the crevices of the fine print of, of being in that ring. Like I had the athleticism already, so doing the move is easy, but making it look bigger than what it really is, that is what I learned in Florida. Like making something Making something as simple as an arm drag, making it seem like you just got the life knocked out of you, you know. Uh, so one punch, you sell that for 10 minutes. You know, thing like like all of my fine-tuning, I got when I was in Florida, how to strike. Um, again, the mannerisms, the, the, the facial expressions, your body language, how to sell, when to sell, when you can't, when it's appropriate to oversell, when it's not appropriate to oversell. Less is more, you know, th- like I, it just everything just got fine tuned when I went to Florida. Yeah, and I remember listening to a lot of like uh legends in the ring, and they talk about how like selling, like selling certain moves could get you more over with the crowd more than like focusing on winning a certain match. Like, mm-hmm. like, there, like, there are stories where legends were basically fighting with each other. Saying like, "Oh, I should get the crap beat out of me so I could get over with the crowd more," versus like, "Hey, I think I should win." So it was like, if anything, like a lot of wrestlers need to learn to you no know, sell the moves, tell the story to the crowd. Like that's the one way to get the crowd behind you. If you're that baby face and they see you like getting a crap beat out of you, and you doing something as simple as like reaching like a help me sign, like that'll get mm-hmm. you over more. Than you, you know, 
not selling and doing like 50 of her Karanas with like a like a 2,450 splash or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's all about the basics, you know, the the details. Yep. That is what's up. That is what's up. Talk about um some of your favorite opponents. Like you've um you've wrestled like I oh, said man. Illinois, Florida, different states. You wrestled with, with legends. So talk to yes. me about some of your favorite opponents. Talk to me about uh, some superstars that you've wrestled with and had the privilege of being around in the ring and learning from. Uh, tell our audience, tell the culture community, that's what we call it. Tell them, uh, tell them about that. Um, wow. Favorite matches. Uh, man, I couldn't, I, I can't even give you a top five on that one. Um, because I've had matches again with, uh, guys like Jordan Perry, Matt Cage. Oh, I wish he wouldn't have. I hung up the boots. He was such a great guy. Um, Christian Rose, Blake Bellicus, Da Cobra, uh, Marche Rocket, um, Nick Brubaker. Uh, when I was in Florida, um, guys like Stefan Guadalupe. Um, I was in the ring with Sabu. Um, man, that was <laughs> taking a chair, chair shot from Sabu is. Uh, <laughs> it's like a rite of passage. It's, it's it's something else. He will tell you to put your hands up, but you know it's Sabu, so out of respect, you kind of don't. But after that first one, you definitely want to put your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like when I was in Florida, um, I got an opportunity to wrestle a former NWA heavyweight champion in Cahagas. Um, mm-hmm. And in that match, surprisingly. Um, and again, I planned on going there just to be in a battle royal. Didn't know who was going to be in the battle royal. Didn't know who was going to be there, period. I just showed up and said, hey, what do you need me to do? Which was literally nothing. The ring was already set up and all that. Um, and like a ton of legends were there. Glacier, uh, Ted, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Road Warrior Animal, uh, Bushwhacker Luke, Lex Luger, Eric Bischoff, Jimmy Hart, the Nasty Boys. Uh, man, it was uh, Ricky Steamboat. So many guys were there. And I was just like, man, I I used to watch you guys on TV. Like, you guys are the reason that I'm here. And then when I had that match with Cahagas and they announced that I was going to be, um, my manager was going to be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, it was like my legs started shaking. I, I was in disbelief. Talk about that again. Your manager was the true legend, one of the greatest performers of all time, Ricky the oh Dragon Steamboat. Like, when they tell you that, how do you not have a moment to yourself and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man, I, I did. Like, in my head, time stood still. And, like, I was still processing it while they were talking to me. So they said, yeah, uh, Ricky, Steamboat, they said Steamboat. They didn't say Ricky. They said Steamboat's going to be in your corner with Cahagas and the Colonel. I said, excuse me, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? They're like, yeah. Former WWF Intercontinental Champion Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. WWE Hall of Famer, WrestleMania three versus Macho Man Randy Savage Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yes, him. Oh, okay. And I... <laughs> I didn't know what to say. They wanted me to like cut a small promo like after my entrance to introduce him. And literally the whole time I had the microphone in my hand, my knees are like 
clapping against each other. I'm shaking. Like you, if you watch the YouTube, it's on YouTube. If you watch it, you can zoom in and probably see my legs shaking. It was that bad. No problem. Did you win the match? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> um, again, I didn't. I didn't know what the plan was. The fact that they even put me over against Cahagas was, oh my god. Oh man, I can't. Like to this day, I don't think I've still come down from that high. And that happened in 2018. That happened two years ago, and I still haven't come down from it. It's, man. And to have, like, a 15-minute conversation with Steamboat after the match, oh, my God, it's invaluable, invaluable. No problem. Yeah, like, I remember when I met him, like, like he's a good guy to talk to. Like, he'll actually, you know, have that conversation. Like He definitely will. Like, I remember, just like you, I was nervous, handing him my – my picture that I had in this uh, WrestleMania poster book, like as he's signing it, I just randomly asked him, like, "Hey, how's, how's your son Richie's doing since the retirement?" And, like, like for some reason that like lit him up, like, "Oh shit, someone's want to talk to me about my son." Mm-hmm. And that was just a whole conversation, like he's telling me like everything he's doing now and stuff. And then they're like, "We." When it was time to like take the picture, that's when he let me wear like the Hall of Fame ring, like. Yep. Like, dude, like, my whole hand just went numb, like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> what we felt to realize is that, real? Yeah, what we felt to realize that these uh, men and women that we see on TV, yeah, they're celebrities, but when those cameras are off and they're not rolling, they're just regular people, just like you and me. Some of them live a very regular life wake up, eat breakfast, walk the dog, come back, watch some TV with their robe on, eat lunch, take a nap with, like, they just live their normal people, and it's it's a little, I don't know how to describe it, because it's like, God, you're larger than life, but then they're just, eh. <laughs> no problem. That's why I like to, like, hit them with, like, the surprise questions, like, questions, like, at a Q&A or something, like, they probably won't expect, because, yeah, you'll get the Hey, what's your favorite match here? What's your favorite this and that? But if you hit them with that curveball, like, hey, how is this person doing? Like, what do you like? I heard you were doing this. Like, it'll like shock them. Like, oh snap! I mean, since we talked about curveballs, and you know, you and Omar went to the same school, I know there has to be a moment, that something that Omar did in college where you were that had you rolling to this day. Oh yeah, I'm like, pretty sure. You know <laughs> Like, drop a story about Omar at Easter. Omar, should I tell him that story? Let's keep it, um... <laughs> let's keep it as PG as possible. You know, somebody, you know, you know I kind of got a job now, you know. <laughs> so, I want to say this was the semester that the Kappas had come back onto EIU's campus because they were off campus for a while. I know so they had, <laughs> <laughs> so they had a party uh, introducing the Kappas coming back on campus, and uh, this is before I became a Kappa. And again, me and Omar, we had like a large crew: me, Omar, Isaiah, Wanderson, AB, LB was somewhere nowhere to be found, but at the same time somewhere. I don't know how he disappeared with you at the same time. You don't know. Shout out to LB, king of the parties. <laughs> Fabo, oh man, like it was, it was a bunch of us, man. And we were, I'm not gonna say we were wild boys, but let's just say we lived our college life to the fullest. 
and I'll leave that story at that. <laughs> but that was a fun. That was one of the probably one of the best nights that we had had. We we kicked it hard. Look, that I, night. I'll, I'll finish the story. I'll finish the story. So <laughs> we 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 kicking it. I'm in BSU. I'm in, I'm in the Black City. I'm on the executive board. We're having a we had a good time, but we had an event. And something went wrong with the speakers of the event. This is homecoming, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm having a good no, time. No, we're two different stories. But, oh no! Uh, oh, ahead. you're talking about the door. I was talking about outside on the car. Oh, I'm, yeah, it's, it's the same story. It leads to that. Same okay, story. all right, same all right. Story. Okay, it leads to that. So okay, <laughs> had a good time, and you know, in college, you get something that's called a refund check, and you. You know, oh, on yeah. third of weekends, you want to just, you know, wanna, you want to ball out. You know, you want to fake it till you make it. So I decided, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you know what? I'm grabbing this bottle of Hennessy. I'm grabbing this bottle of Grey Goose. And we're going to have some fun. Next thing you know, we are in, I believe we we might have been in Pat's room or somebody else's room or somebody's apartment. I can't remember which. But no, everybody we were in looked, my room. Yeah, we were in your room. And then everybody, we were all pregame. We were having a good time. And then everybody just looks up and like, what happened to the bottle of Hennessy? And Omar, this guy, for some reason, I don't know what was in my system. I was upset about the concert. That bottle of Hennessy disappeared in like 30 seconds. So everybody's like, man. We were still on like our second shot. Right. Everybody was like, man, Omar, what's going on? I'm like, hey, bro, let's go. Let's go. And this is before I'm the type of person I am now. And all I remember (laughs) is I woke up the next morning. I, get, I woke up. I'm like, why am I still in my clothes? How do I get back to my room? OMG. I was supposed to be at Rashad. I'm supposed to be in a parade for homecoming at five o'clock in the morning that I did not miss, that I missed. I wake <laughs> up in time. I wake up in time for the football game and all my friends are literally sitting in the lobby and they're just shaking their head at me like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like what I do? They said, man, Omar. We took care of you, but FYI, you missed the greatest party of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what everybody <laughs> always says, like, because, you know, things happen, and, you know, in college things happen, you, people, they found me somewhere, and they, <laughs> they, 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 they took care of me, and I'm happy that they took care of me, but, um, and I'm happy, you know, my roommate was able to open the door and get me in, but all I remember is I woke up the next morning, and they said, Omar, yeah, we took care of you, but, bro, you missed the greatest party of all time. Like it was like, <laughs> and I've been to a lot of parties. We've thrown a lot of parties, and he, and throughout my college life, they've always said like, "Hey, Omar, nothing compares to that party you missed." Because <laughs> so I will always, I, you know, I feel bitter sometimes. I think that's why I have I, I love life because I missed that hey, one party. Hey, anything's possible, like they say. <laughs> anything's possible, man. Oh, yeah. about, Enough about me, and I'm not gonna bring up some um, some stories about Mr. St. Patrick. I'm gonna keep it uh, keep it real. But <laughs> but just tell me about um, you're back here in Illinois. What mm-hmm. are some of your? I know you're in quarantine right now, but I know you're wrestling at a few different promotions. But what are some of your goals? What are some places that you want to wrestle at? What are some people that you want to wrestle? And then also Spit down that the road, game. down the road. You know, you know, call some people out now. Then down the road, of course, you know, what is your overall goals? NXT, AEW, WWE, New Japan, whatever. Like, you know, what are your goals uh, for this? First and foremost, I came back to Illinois for one reason and one reason only. There is a title, a championship that has eluded me since I started 
being a professional wrestler, and that is the Zero One USA Junior Heavyweight Championship. That is the mm. title I want. That's the title I'm going to go after. I don't care who has it, but I'm coming for it. So sooner or later, somewhere down the road, I am going to be the Zero One USA Junior Heavyweight Champion. But don't Jake Lander, is he still the champion? He's the current champion. I have the <laughs> utmost respect for Jake Lander. But again, when my time comes, if he's the champion, I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> I mean, you see, I mean, you see the work he's put in, like the stuff he does at uh, Galley, the stuff he does at AAW. Like, I will take nothing from Jake Lander. <laughs> Ever since he has started professional wrestling, he has been a ball that has been just rolling and rolling and rolling. Again, I take nothing from him. He's one hell of a competitor, but so am I. So <laughs> me versus Jake Lander, and we've had matches before. Um, he's won some. I've won some. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, when it's for that 0-1 Junior Heavyweight Championship, May the best man win. Okay. Okay. So uh, what about some other promotions in the Chicagoland area? Um, and also some just people that you want to like. It can be any wrestler, any independent wrestler, any WWE wrestler, AEW. Who do you want to face down the road? Oh, man. Um, you know what? <clears throat> uh, there is a certain someone who I've had my eye on for years now. I would say I probably had my eye on this guy since 2016. So it's been probably about four years now. Mm-hmm. That man has been in the independence. He is now in the WWE, and his name is Leo Rush. Nice. Oh, I'm, my, yes. my man. The yes. 20, the 25-year-old piece of gold. I've wanted Leo Rush for a very long time. He has wrestled against guys that I've been in the ring with. I've seen his work. <clears throat> I've seen how fast he is. I've seen how good he is. And I want a match with him. Nice. That's what's up, Leo Rush. My my man. <laughs> the, man of, the man of the hour. That's dope. That's dope. Rashard, who would you like to see um uh Jake St. Patrick face up here in Chicago? I know you got all the plugs in the world, so who would you like to see him face? Man, I mean he went against uh, I know he went against my homeboy, like someone I consider my best friend, who unfortunately had to retire. Uh, Pat Monix, that was mm-hmm. an incredible match. Man, good. And uh, another fun fact: I had my eye on him for a long time. I had saw in uh, 2016. That's when I like made a list of people who I wanted to get in the ring with, and he was one of them. But uh, I saw the work that he did. Um, at American Combat Wrestling ACW in Florida, and I was like, oh, I want that guy. And he was in, and sure enough, he was in Chicago. We uh, we go to an Evolve tryout, and me and him, we we did what we do, and just like Rashard said, there you have it. <laughs> but yeah, just like uh, I could make a list of people. I could just like throw out names, like you know, like Bryce Benjamin, Isaiah Velasquez, you know. Mm-hmm. Like other veterans, like Robert Anthony, Joe Alonzo, you know, Joe, even like I've had a match with Joe before. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> he 
Joe is a special kind of guy. Um, <laughs> he, he is what you call an acquired taste, but he's cool in my book. Um, it was at a uh, yeah, it's like, pro wrestling. It's like he knows what to do to get like under like your skin. Heat. Like he, oh yeah, he knows what to do. <laughs> but then there's like other talent like GPA, who I consider is one of the smartest people in the ring, like in his matches, you know. Mm-hmm. Like someone you have to really like be not even two steps, I say five steps ahead of him in the ring. He is one of those guys that definitely, when he's in the ring, he plays chess, not checkers. So if you ain't yeah. ready to, if you ain't ready to play, you gonna get eaten alive by that man. I tell you what, one thing I really want to see, hopefully down the road once this quarantine is over, is I would love to see you at Warrior Wrestling uh, sometime uh, this year. I think Warrior Wrestling, uh, they put on great shows over in Chicago Heights at Marion, and I think. Uh, You'd be a good. I would love to see you at Warrior Wrestling. And mind you, because it's also right down. It's right down the street from my house. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't have to drive far. <laughs> but yeah, I would love I to mean, see you at Warrior I Wrestling. I mean, if it's down the street from your house, why don't you come through? <laughs> because every time they have other events, I'd be busy. Like y'all, y'all know, I'd be kicking it. <laughs> so, you know, get get away, get away from them. H e a u x. You know. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about, but um. The who eyes. Right. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, man. I'm saying. Stop going. At, stop going in Omo. Not not Brimo. Stop stop going to Omo. Hey, it is Easter weekend, my fellows, my, my gentlemen. <laughs> let's, let's keep it where we need to keep it for the culture. No, 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 no. Don't turn into Optimus O with the with the liquor. <laughs> <laughs> that was a one time thing, a one time thing, a one time thing only. Uh, but. <laughs> Mr. Uh, St. Patrick, we don't want to take up too much time. Uh, tell, talk, tell the world where to find you on social media. Tell the world um, anything anything you want to say. Any, I know um, what type of training you're doing during this quarantine, but just uh, publish it, not publish it. <laughs> Promote your social media so we can push that out there, and we definitely thank you. So go right ahead. Thank you, sir. Uh, I am on Facebook at Jake St. Patrick, Instagram, Jake underscore St. Pat. Twitter at Bangarang Jake. That again, that is Facebook, Jake St. Patrick. Instagram, Jake underscore St. Patrick. Twitter at Bangarang Jake. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel. Please subscribe. It's Jake St. Patrick again. Um, message me, comment, like, share. Whatever you guys want, you know, I'm I'm one of those guys, if you're willing to ask me a question, I'm definitely willing to answer it. Uh, whether it be kayfabe or shoot, uh, doesn't make a difference to me. I'm one of those guys who is an open book. Uh, but again, yeah, follow me on my social media. Follow the culture cast. Follow these guys. They are great at what they do, okay? We appreciate the pub. Wait, why, where, where, why can't they follow you on TikTok yet? You know that's where. I mean, we in a corner. Uh, no, nah, I'm not a TikTok <laughs> guy. The only thing that goes TikTok in this house is the clock, and that's about it. Man, well, speaking of the <laughs> clock, man, we are. Uh, let's wrap it up with you, my brother. We definitely appreciate you, my brother, as always. Keep doing your thing. We can't wait to see you after this quarantine. We can't wait to see you down the road either uh, at one of these major companies, man. So, cause we gonna be like, oh my God, I know him. I know him. I know him. <laughs> no, 
the ultimate goal is NXT WWE in a few years. Look, look for me. I'll be there. We like mm-hmm. That's what we like to say. Well, thank you guys for uh, tuning in to the Culture Cast. We are the culture for the culture by the culture. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Culture Cast Pod underscore Facebook, the Culture Cast. And um, definitely anywhere you, where you, anywhere where you get podcasts from. We also want to give a big shout out, a big shout out once again to Tom Phillips this past Monday on Monday Night Raw <laughs> for uh, for the tag team of Cedric Alexander and Ricochet. Uh, we recommended a, a fun little catchphrase after listening to an interview with Say Less uh, on Cast. Shout out to Kasim and everything that he does. And Ricochet was talking about bad boys. We mentioned. Uh, we ride together, we fly together, the Flyboys for life, and you know, it looks like WWE is running with it. You know, so I'm just happy that it's dope because those are two great performers uh, together. Um, so before we get out of here, I'm sorry, I thought I was wrapping up, but I ain't even. We're not, we're not done yet, Ray. You know what? We're not, <laughs> we're not done yet. Okay, we are not done yet. Talk to me about um, the WWE and AEW now. Who are some of your favorite performers to watch? And uh, things like that. Are you talking to Rashard or me? I'm talking to you, Mr. <laughs> St. <Jack> Patrick. <laughs> oh, man. Um, AEW, again, I have not taken the liberty to watch a full episode of AEW, but I am a Darby Allen fan. Um, I have been since his work in Evolve. Um, Cody Rhodes, how could you not be a fan of Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes? Um, you, uh, the Young Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega. How could you not be fans of those guys? Um, you know, you got the up-and-comers. Uh, I actually know a few guys who've been on AEW, Chico Adams. I know him personally. Um, in WWE, oh, so many guys, guys. Seth Rollins, he's one of the top guys in the, that comes to mind. AJ Styles. Um, Andrade, oh, my God. That, Go he's Andrade. Uh, Goat Drade, we we call him Goat. We call him Goat, Goat Drade. Drade. He is we amazing. Him, we call him Goat Drade over here. Um, Alistair Black, uh, like you mentioned, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, the uh, Cesaro, uh, uh, super sleeper Cesaro. Oh, but that that man should be world champion. Oh man, mm-hmm. um, Drew McIntyre, he's one of my favorites. Like, I'm just a a big fan of guys who can go in that ring and work and really entertain the crowd. Um, WWE and AEW both have been doing such a great job without audiences and still putting on tremendous matches and tremendous shows for us. That just shows the creativity that is behind them. That shows the determination of not only the promotions, but the workers themselves. Uh, I wish I could work during the quarantine in front of an empty crowd and get it recorded, but, you know, it is what it is. But hats off to both companies and anyone else who's out there um, still running a business trying to entertain us during this unfortunate time. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I knew I had. I knew I forgot about talking about something, but I forgot to talk about the current product with my brother. So, we appreciate yeah, man. we appreciate that, man. Thank you for ch- thank you for jumping on the Culture Cast. Uh, definitely make sure uh, you guys follow Jake St. Patrick, watch his YouTube matches, um, learn more about him, 
and hopefully we will see you down the road once we are able to come outside. <laughs> yes, sir. Mark, now that we've been quarantined, I've been able to, you know, get some uh, movie editing and video editing and stuff done. So look forward to seeing more content from Jake St. Patrick. Hey, definitely uh, Trey Lamar. Can't can't forget about him on, on my list of people I like for you to wrestle. Give me that name one more time. Uh, Trey Lamar. He does Trey like Lamar. tag team. Yeah, he does tag team work with with your boy, your the champion. Okay, I'm gonna have to look him up. Trey, wait, I think I might know who you're talking about. I think I might know who you're talking about. Trey Lamar. <laughs> I'm gonna look him up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Big Ray, tell the world where they can find you. Uh, you can find me Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. PlayStation Network, <laughs> PayPal, Venmo, <laughs> all the same thing. I am Rashard H. <laughs> so you have no you have no excuse to miss me. You have no excuse to pay me. <laughs> Ooh, bro, that catchphrase. You might have found it. You might have found it. <laughs> that might have been the catchphrase. You know you've been working like for it. it. I like it. <laughs> you have no excuse to miss me. You have no excuse to pay me. Bro, that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> And once again, guys, I'm the OE Chanel Omar Kill Solomon. Follow the Culture Cast Pod underscore on Twitter. You can follow me on TikTok, Omar Akil Solomon, because I'm TikTok crazy. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Oasis3457. Uh, definitely appreciate you guys. We are the Culture Cast for the culture, by the culture. We do it for the culture. Won't he do it? Okay. Thank you guys. We're going to holler at you later. Yes, sir. Highly ready. <laughs>